You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison out of Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's been, I think we've been on a little bit of an extended break here. I feel like it's <laughs> yeah. been a little longer than the two weeks. Sorry about that. But I uh, want to you know, keep thanking you guys for sticking around and for those five-star reviews on iTunes, telling a friend. We count sure. on it. And yeah. Yeah, we've seen watched the show blossom from a seedling to a you know, top 10 on iTunes design channel. So there you go. Yeah, man. Always love, love seeing it. it up there. Exactly. Love being one of the one of the big boys. The big boy table. In our little in our little category, I love it. Exactly. Yep. And we have all of you to thank for that. So thanks. Yeah, thanks. So what are you guys up to? Oh man. It's been uh, a good few weeks. I don't know about you guys. I've I've had the some good stuff happen, some kind of like uh Really good lessons learned, I think. Oh, and yeah. I know we'll be talking about that <laughs> later on, but uh, um, man, yeah, it's been good. I'm trying to really think about the 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 business for the rest of the year, and and it's been off to a good start and juggling a lot. But man, I, it's been tough to kind of realize that um, the more detailed you get into these things, the more time it takes, and some of these bigger projects are really becoming overwhelming. And so, um, just trying to figure it out, you know, I think that's, yeah. that's the whole, yeah. whole thing. If we, if we were stuck in the same way, we'd be bored. So I'm, oh, uh, totally. you know, I'm not, compl- not complaining, but gosh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a definite learning lesson all the way around, you know, yeah. that's why I mean, process mm-hmm. is key to all that stuff. And that's totally. one thing I've been learning these past two years, I would say is really getting my processes in place. Which is it definitely helps. <laughs> well, yeah, and then it's like it's it's a it's a model to use each time. Once you do it once, it helps yeah. you every time. And and I think sometimes you're a little too reluctant to do it um, at the beginning because you're like, oh, that work of putting together this new form or this new process. But it oh, yeah. works every time. So I, I'm totally we're learning our lessons here. <laughs> yeah, you know, it reminds me of that episode we had uh, Barbara Carniero. Um, oh know, yeah, maybe, maybe ten episodes ago. Mm-hmm about how just her base camp method that now I use. Dude, she was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was a good yeah, one. It, it rocks. Like I mm-hmm. literally, whenever I get a new client, I just take that template from base camp, repurpose it for a new client, and then now you've got all the tasks. And everything's set up. Yeah, yeah All cool. the to-dos. I mean, sure, some things will change based on each client. But it's like a virtual it, project manager, you know? Yeah, it, I think it, because it, uh, that's the one thing I think I've been, I miss compared to the good old days of corporate jobs, <laughs> having right. those people that, you know, kept the project moving and that's all yeah. they had to do. Uh, it's tough for us little uh, freelancers out there. Exactly. That's why you need all those tools. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's, it's a little, um, you know, it's kind of nitty gritty, but it gives yeah, a good it got sense. Yeah, technical of, at times, didn't it? But, and intensive, oh, but, sure, but, but that you have to hear it that way. Yeah. yeah. The show can't all be fun mm-hmm. and games. <laughs> Got to be some of that sometimes. <laughs> what about you, Mikkel? What's what's new in your world? Um, I've been letting go of um, design tasking more and more, and just kind of overseeing projects with the team members that I've been pulling in, and it's been a good practice for me. Great news, yeah. Yeah, really good practice. Um, I'm trying. It's it's good for my control freakish tendencies to <laughs> let go. <laughs> yeah, it is. And let You're right. let these team members just kind of run the show. I had this on site meeting with client last week, and the guy that's running running the UX lead for the project like got up and presented and talked with his hands and like it. Was, he owned it. Yeah. And, and but it's still my gig, but I, yes. it was just so cool. I'm, I feel Man, like I'm talking about a son of mine. Like, oh, he's just come so far. But <laughs> when someone it, has it your back, really cool. yeah, that is yeah, a whole, exactly. And I feel like thing. he appreciates the way I'm undergoing the process, so that I'm I'm not. He's not feeling like I'm Hawkeye controlling anything. That he's you yeah. Know, that's all you ask for when you bring someone on board is yeah, that it's they, a win-win in that yeah. respect. So yeah, yeah love it's to hear that. It's interesting how this you, is. 
flowing. When you get those people, you definitely want them to be kind of self-starters and not to have to. Yeah, you don't have to babysit. Look to you for every little thing. I, I, right. I think that's a good message, and maybe we should talk about this uh, later down the road. Is this idea that, and I've I've been telling my students this a lot. It's like your design skills get you in the door, but really, what keeps you there is that stuff. That stuff that like you he you know he has your back. Right. He, you know, he's reliable and, and it's that business stuff that is like, so not taught that, um, uh, it's great to hear that. And I love seeing people really take it to the next level on their own. It's like self-initiated. He didn't, right. It's great. And it's great when, I mean, cause you know, it could go, it could go either way. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've been through opposing scenarios where I'm having to McAllify before deliverable time and, you know, stay up (laughs) way too late. Because it's not to par. And what good was that in the first place then? You know, if you have to go right, in there. No, it's a part of the learning. But I mean, it's about damn time that I landed somebody that I can trust um, good. in that respect. But yeah, it's nice when they're like, oh, you know, don't get don't get in the file. Let me take care of it. Do you have a template you want me to use? Um, okay. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah. dream job. Awesome. <laughs> no, it's, it's really nice for sure. Yeah. Like I've got a um, copywriter that I use on pretty much every project now, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's great. nice to be able to trust him to lead the call, like with the client. Nice. Sure. Yeah, don't, like, totally. You yeah. let him take stage and yeah. Exactly. Because I've worked with people in the past where it's like you'd feel like you have to take control because you don't know what they're going to say to your clients. And mm-hmm. just good to work with professionals for sure. Yeah, I'm even doing that more with developers too. Um Mm. They're just copying me on the communication, but they're getting in touch with the client on our behalf. It's great. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't allow that yet, just because the the one I use, um, there's a, there's a language barrier there, so mm-hmm. I just have to like kind of have to translate some stuff and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. You know. Sure. But um, yeah. So oh, one thing new for me, Nick. I got the yeah. Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Oh, you did. Good for you, I man. Did. Yeah, we talked I've been, about it a while. Ago. I've been seriously thinking about like. Bring it back. It's so I I found it so cheap now. The first yeah. one, at least, series one. Like yeah. it, What'd you I, get? I feel like people aren't really I, talking about it as much as that they were from no, before. It's a quiet product. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's. Here's the the thing that I, I I think when everyone looks at it, they have an idea about what they're going to use it for, and then mm-hmm. what they're actually going to use it for. Yes. Yes. Sure. Great. This, this sounds. Correct. This is so stupid. But what I love it for. <laughs> Is it just it tell always tells me what my next thing is? Yes, like what exactly. my next meeting is. Yeah, because there are some days when I've got like three or four things on the books, and I've it always just is there to tell me what's coming up. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I found remind right. reminders, notifications, reminders, and notifications yeah. are really it's key because it's so front and center. And and man, I did find it to be it almost learns your. It recommends that or puts it out there at the right time, just when you need to know it. Like it's exactly. pretty, yeah. it's so intuitive. And I yep. love that. That's great. Another and- thing too is that, you know, like your day can get sucked up with toggling back and forth between business correspondence, checking email, and then getting back into files. Well, now if you just check your wrist mm-hmm. and decide what's important and what's not, you don't have to do that. Exactly. You can just do a quick rotator check and no, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to table that. I got to focus on this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. And like, and the other thing that's great. Um, so, my fo- the phone number is on my website, which yes. is kind of it has to be for Google. But I do Same not here. like. Yeah, I do not like getting <laughs> calls from either clients that I've never spoken with. No, or I've yeah. been meaning to get that additional line that people have been talking well, about. Yeah, well, hold on. So I I have an additional line, but this is but it goes to my cell phone. But mm-hmm. the, my, the the reason I bring this up is I basically never answer my phone if it's a number I don't recognize. Correct. They can leave a voicemail. I'll call them back later. But the thing that sucks about the iPhone is it does not always give you that option of uh, dismissing the call. You don't always get the red button every time. Oh, really? Dismiss it. Not on the iPhone, but on the iWa- Apple Watch. That always comes up, so I'm able I to very easily. I always have the option to send straight to voicemail or just hit the side 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 button. Bar well, so I'll hit the don't... side button sometimes, yeah. but I just yeah. I like to be be able to easily just dis- dismiss the calls, and then you can listen to the voicemails like right yeah. on your watch. Too, and plus, so. the phone might be far away, or God forbid, like out of your yeah. reach. Oh, we're so it's so tough, <laughs> but <laughs> but the watch is like right yeah. there. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, well, it sounds cool. dumb and lazy, but if it's going to interrupt the flow of your work, then no, yes. I don't better think just it. To, yeah, it's all about efficiency. Yeah. No, I don't cool. think it sounds lazy. Yeah, exactly. No, it's good. It's good. Well. 
Speaking of you. efficiency, Uh-oh. FreshBooks.com. <laughs> we love FreshBooks. You know, they just make it so easy to send invoices, both for agencies and freelancers. Going to help you work smarter, get organized, and most importantly, get you paid quickly. Um, there's we've been talking about the all new FreshBooks, rebuilt from the ground up. It's been completely redesigned, um, custom built for the way you work. They showed it to me, and it's even more designer friendly than the last version. And the other thing is just the quickness. You can create and send really professional looking invoices in under 30 seconds. Trust me, I've clocked it. <laughs> and with literally two clicks, you can set yourself set yourself up with FreshBooks Online payments and end up with money in your pocket sooner. In fact, with FreshBooks payments, over 60% of invoices are paid within one day. That's pretty quick, if you ask me. And with the new projects feature, you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. Just see how quickly things happen when all your conversations live in one place. So uh, another few other cool features, multi-currency invoicing, if you happen to work with people uh, in another country. Automated late payment reminders, we love that. I've had to use that a few times. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah, I know. to yeah. that. People don't always like to pay on time, and we got to remind them, and they they will do that in exactly. your behalf. So, and Mikkel, what do you like most about them? The support. Um, <laughs> uh oh, there might be something new. Like there might be something new that she likes even better. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not a single thing. I mean, honestly, I use the estimate invoicing and time tracking feature every day, all day. I use yeah. I use everything. It's t- it's completely worth the while. And I think what is it? What is the subscription fee? It's like nineteen per 19? month now. There's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a few 19, levels, but nineteen ninety yeah. something. Yeah, and I, I'm 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 still at that basic with the number of accounts. And if I'm notified that I need to upgrade because I'm oh you know I'm I'm experiencing mm-hmm. overage with number of accounts, I just omit those that I have. <laughs> I was doing that until I got a little over it, yeah. but uh, that's a good sign. And I, I, I credit the fact that I've been able to be more efficient with it to the fact, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up later in our conversation today. FreshBooks plays a huge part in our topic today. So I, I, I think, um, yeah, oh, cool. it's, it yeah. just works out fantastic. And the more, more clients, I guess that's a good sign, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I, you know, we all got the free trial when we started. More details on that in a second. But I think the the best thing we can say is that we re-upped yes. when the free trial ended. We, we yeah, put our, our money down, and it's been worth it ever it since. It gets comfortable very quickly. Yeah. You're able to send out really professional invoices quickly. Can't ask for more than that. So, uh, so like I said, we've got a 30-day unrestricted free trial for our listeners. So just go to freshbooks.com slash graphic. And then enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. Again, uh, 30-day unrestricted trial. Go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. All right. Cool. On with the show. So this episode is going to be all about project minimums, you know, because... Mm-hmm. There, there's got to be that minimum viable product that allow, that makes you even want to deal Exactly. talking to a client. You know what I mean? I, I think we've all had that call from a client or an email saying, hey, I want to hire you. I've got, I need a business mm-hmm. card made. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's going to, I'm not going to be able to charge enough for that to even be worth, have it worth to open up a file on this client and do all the beginning stages, the stuff you got to do to get ready. For yeah. It. Yeah. So Nick, I think you've got a recent story. I do, and, and I love that this this whole topic came out of a, a text <laughs> that I sent you guys a yeah. while back because <laughs> I was sitting there puzzled after a, a, a little meeting with um, a new client, potential, a potential new client, and I texted uh, Wes and Mikel just going, holy crap, I, I, I have two great resources. Let me see what you guys think. And this whole idea of um, <laughs> the minimum came out of a, a conversation and a meeting I had with this new client. They had come across my website. Uh, reached out, love what they saw, and uh, they're a gourmet food uh, manufacturer and business. So, of course, it's right in the wheelhouse and, and specifically even trying more so to kind of only stay in that, in that industry lately. Um, I was really excited. So went, they're local, went to go meet them, and the guy could not be 
any greater and gracious of a, of a host, walked around the store, saw everything that they do, got a really good deep dive into the company. But um, I went with the intentions and thinking this was going to be quite a big project from our conversation on the phone. And slowly into our conversation there at the site, I was realizing this was no, nowhere near, I think, the level that I was anticipating or could actually afford. Okay. You know, you, you, I, I felt bad because in the back of my mind, I'm calculating, going, I can't see this even being worth my time to start, let alone go through. And so it made me start thinking about Project Minimum. And do I don't – go so ahead. What did you think? What did you think the scope was going to be uh, versus what I thought it was? Being? To be honest, I thought it was going to be a full rebranding first, and then applying it to all of his SKUs, and he has a lot of SKUs. So it would have mm-hmm. meant six different categories in food: label, packaging, uh, gift bags, uh, the new branding of the entire business itself, and then taking that to a more cohesive. He, he was a bit all over the place with the, the different varieties of food that he sold. There was no continual look about everything. So I imagined it was going to be a rehaul and then a whole uh, – and then a delivery of everything. It turned out it wasn't, and it wasn't even a rehaul. He, he, he was fine with the current state of the logo. And then it just – that kind of st- was the snowball for me thinking, well, if I'm not doing that, if I can't get into the deep dive of his company, what he wants to be, how he wants to change – uh, then like that's all I've been wanting to do. That's all I, I want us to be doing from the very beginning is I want it to be our art, not somebody else's that I'm just repurposing on different labels. And then the, then the quantity was a lot less. It was only three or four things, not maybe close to 50 to 60 things that I was thinking were going to be a part of this. I, I, will, I will totally admit it probably is a lot of me and my expectations uh, building on what I thought it was going to be. And the reality was obviously less. So it's not so much about who was right or who was wrong. It was that I instantly thought I can't take this project on. And I left promising him a proposal. And in those days to come, I was so reluctant to even open up FreshBooks and start a proposal because I knew it wouldn't add up to Mm -hmm. anything worth the time. And um, that's when I reached out to you guys and was like, gosh, this, this, this minimum idea, and I've always heard about it, but I think there's a certain point where we're a little scared to maybe even think about it because you're afraid you're going to brush off a lot of work. You're afraid you're going to be – if you're, all you're doing is saying no, you're not going to have any business. But, but here's the thing, and I think everyone should understand this, is that regardless of where you are in your career and, and what, what budgets you're currently at, I think we all have to have somewhat of our own minimum because – you have to initiate so much just to even kick this off. And if all you're making is $600 off of something and you're spending two hours putting a proposal and email together, how, how do you – you're not making – you're not doing a good – that's not good business, I feel. So um, that's what started this whole kind of conversation and wanting us to bring this to the podcast and talk about it openly and see what we all think and where we stand on this idea and how you can benefit from it really is kind of our thought here, you know? Yeah. So I think the, yeah, so it's a, it's a great topic to dive into. And I think the first thing we have to kind of talk about is why would you want to even have mm-hmm. a minimum? What, what's the what benefit? The, right. What's the benefit? Um, what do you give up when you don't have a minimum? And I think, for me, it's like a cost opportunity kind of thing. You know, if you, if you take every little thing that comes your way, um, you know, I'm always reminded of like business cards or like flyers, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's, it's kind of like the, the stuff that you, that you do really early on in your career, I yes. think. Um, and I think we've all kind of taken those jobs. And I think when you're starting off, you you should take anything like that that just gives you any experience if you're not super busy. But once you get to a point where you're you're busy with with bigger clients, you have to ask yourself, what is it going to take away from my core business to to do a bunch of these little tiny projects? Because yeah. um, it's think about it's the time that you spend, just the headspace you spend, op- like getting it, to know a new brand enough to do these little things. And it really, it just detracts you. It gets you off your yeah, course. Yeah, it's a lot of switching back and yeah. forth mindsets. And I think that right. constant back and forth switching 
is 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 so much extra time that we're not thinking about. And this this episode really falls in line with everything I think we've talked about in our last three or four um, topics where now after you've done all that, and we've shown that how much discovery and how much really deep diving into these clients pays off. That's, that's time you have to factor in. And if, if it all leads to just for a business card or just something that is so small that your final fee doesn't even cover the upfront hours you spend discovering and putting all this stuff together, mm -hmm. then it's, it, it's, a, it's a wash. It, it really is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I know, I know I get questions every now and then like when I used to do more branding, it would be a lot of, um, Hey, we need a new logo. We've already drawn mm -hmm. it out. We just need you to digitize yeah. it. Yeah. And I, that's the kind of thing that I would put under this umbrella of sure. You could do that. You could charge a little bit of money for it, but the real money comes into play when you're the one who's talking to them and conceptualizing where it's going to go to just take, it's not like Burger King, have it your way talking to your clients like I want this and this and this in the logo, put it all in the logo, please. Um, you, you can't really charge a lot for that. And it's because it's not a very valuable. Exactly. Service. So even kind of early on for me, I realized quickly that's something I don't want to touch. It's too small of a project. I'm not learning anything mm -hmm. from this. I'm just an order taker at that point. Yeah. And, and, and we yeah. always say there's exceptions to everything. There might be a fantastic opportunity to get involved with a client if the potential is really pretty guaranteed that it could lead to something bigger. And that we all know that that promise sometimes doesn't come true. <laughs> I think when a client's like, hey, just, yeah. just, you know, just do the business card right now. And it's like, well, let's go back a little bit. A business <laughs> card includes a new logo. So the new logo is what's really first. I love when people try to, bundle in a logo to a business card and it's like you know, yeah and they're oh, yeah. like no 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 we got to educate you a little bit but i think it goes back to a big thing here that we're all trying to do i i my goal is fewer projects and clients higher price projects mm -hmm. so totally. if you you have to get to this point where even if it means asking more up front to say well look if that if, if you're too if you only have this right now you might not be ready for someone like us right so when you are let's bundle more into that initial cost and wait until you have enough work that it seems to really make sense of the time and the budget so i think that's mm -hmm. something to kind of look forward to on the the end too and bringing this up is not uh, to be honest with you i'll go back to my story when i did go back and say I was thankful to hear from you guys, first of all, because you kind of mentioned, yes, you're totally right to be thinking of this. And then I started looking up stuff and um, I wrote back to him and he was fantastic. He totally, I, I did it in a very you know polite and understanding way. And it was just written like this. I said, at this point, the scope of your project does not meet our minimum at this point. And I was like, I have two or three people I would love to recommend to you who is would be more appropriate for this this kind of project and i talked to those people before and saw if they were available so that was great but he to be he didn't ask for that in the after i sent him the email he just graciously said mm -hmm. thank you for letting me know that now i totally understand it you know uh you're more than welcome to come in anytime it's, you know that it was very great at that point mm -hmm. um so i think it was important too to not only say that this works but having the option by not just saying, hey, sorry, I can't do this, goodbye, give them an alternative. Always, some, we all know someone that could probably benefit from that, that project and is in need of one. So find a person that you would recommend and add that to your, your email or your discussion when, you're talk, when you have to bring up minimum to a new client. And I think that worked out a right. lot better. I felt better doing it, at least, you know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds yeah. like good means of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, for, for closure, you know, for the time. Yeah. Being. I, I think that this can be worked a couple of different ways mm -hmm. actually. And in fact, I think I ran into the potentiality of this type of scenario just this morning. I was asked for a ballpark estimate for yeah. logo. Don't you just love those in where you know nothing, <laughs> oh. you know nothing right. about their company, their brand, what they're striving to do, if they've got some references. So I just, you know. I just, I didn't pad it or anything. I just looked at what it typically takes me from point mm -hmm. zero 
And then um, I introduced the idea of brand guidelines, whether they're just like minimal cheat sheet material Good. or, you know, larger, so that that got them thinking about that. Like, oh, holy shit, we should probably incorporate something like that to this brand project. You mm -hmm. never know, oh, yeah. right? And then if they're if they get back to me and they want to remain small, there's no reason why I can't reach out to a designer that I've collaborated with before that's not nearly as expensive and over, oversee the project and just to have a couple pair two pairs of eyes on the yes. job. But I'm not in the files. But the money runs. Oh, good. Places. Okay. I, I I have tried that before, and I found like like you were saying earlier, I cannot just be in it very small. I tend to get into it a little bit more. And then it was, was I really solving the problem? Do you know? Um, mm, right. I've just, at this point, and I've even had designers say like, oh, no, you, you, you want to be involved with this? I'm like, no, I'm handing this 100% over to you, your business. I don't, I, I, I've tried that before, and I, I find it did not solve my, my craziness. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, and, and here's the it thing. Depends it, on the sure. it depends on the circumstance, sure. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think it depends on, so like if I'm going to hire someone to do something. A smaller, I, a smaller. I have to be making more money on it than they are in order to make it worth my time to oversee That's a good threshold. Yep. You know what I mean? So like. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it just, these circumstances can vary so much. Like if I'm just, if I'm dumbing down. Like what if it, if it were a deliverable from my hands, then it would matter more, and I would have to make more. But if I'm just overseeing and I'm giving feedback, and I'm not doing anything other than just little snippets over email that might take me two to five minutes, I'll get some mm -hmm. cash. But the individual will, by and large, absolutely get the most. Yeah, but you got to. But if it's going through your business, you also have to understand or um, plan for what if this person you're you're hiring to do it completely drops the ball because then it's going through your business. It's not going through their business. Yeah. So like I mentioned, one, you only do this with yeah. loyal reputations. Yeah. Right. Your reputations with. at stake. Yeah. Otherwise it's too big of a gamble and you put yourself at risk. It's only under a within a situation where they mm -hmm. you know you can of somebody that you ha can trust given un under the belt experiences with that individual several times yeah. before. Yeah. 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 I, it's only trusted people. Cause I agree. It's like, at, after that, uh, the it, the risk is too too much for me to work with someone that maybe it's someone new or someone that I'm just kind of a friend of a friend or something. I, I'm I'd, I'd rather just yeah, no, I'd rather just hand it over and you're you're you know. But also too, I think what what I found was that was keeping me back because even though it was kind of out of my hands, it was still a small project in my business that I don't want. So, God, that sounded very. Mm -hmm. Trumpish didn't. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That, that my hands were in the factor. air too. You, if you want it, that's a huge factor. It sounds like a huge problem. Yeah. I'll huge. Only take these potential jobs, mm -hmm. if it has the likelihood to lead I get to you. other, yes. the other stuff down the line. If I can absolutely read, that's the case. There's no reason I would. Yeah, I got you. It. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think um, uh, from just the past of little things that we've all talked about and then I've put into play, I have found that they they eventually work, right? And yes, there's exceptions all the time. But this is becoming uh, such a, uh, a – I see the need for it, and I'm so glad this came up. And like we say before too, this comes up organically. Like if I read an article about premium uh, – uh, uh, Pre, uh, project minimums a few months ago, it I wouldn't have reacted. But the fact that it happened to me, and I was, and I realized how important it was for me to make this change. I got to do it, and so I'm I'm happy that this is happening, and I'm thinking much differently now about everything else that we we take on. And yeah, it might mm -hmm. mean a little lull because of that, but I'm really optimistic that. Saying no to these, these uh, a few of these opportunities is going to be allowing me much more room for the bigger one when it comes, and the bigger ones that come through yeah. the referral or the pro the process that I'm using to go out there and find new business. So I'd rather let it be a little more in my um, my selection than the random ones. Uh, and I get and I get and mm -hmm. I'm so glad this happened because it's again it's a great learning lesson. Yeah, you know the the Pareto mm -hmm. principle. The 80-20 yes, rule. Yes. So I think that applies here. True. You know, they say 80% of your business comes from 20% of either your clients yeah. or of your efforts. So I think we all have to identify 
what's that 20%? What do we make the most from? What do we kind of like doing the most that's going to give us 80% of our reward? And I think we need to focus on that. And and I know, like, especially when you're a little uh, newer. It's hard business, to hear that. The, the, mm-hmm. Yeah, the tendency is I need to take everything you can get. And there is some wisdom to that at a certain time yeah. in your career. But I think the trick to kind of, um, you know, going up the levels and going up in your up and up in your career is that you you identify those things that you like to do that pay you yeah. the most that give you the most kind of job satisfaction and you leave everything else behind even if it feels icky mm-hmm. or wrong to like to turn yeah. it down i i think you're only doing your career a disservice by continuing to do these things that you really don't want to do like i once i started doing more and more web I, I really started phasing out any kind of print because I hated yeah. doing it. It was not what I wanted to do. Um, and good on everybody who loves doing it. Like, I'm I'm not looking down on it at all. I just don't enjoy doing it. Like brochures, that mm. kind of stuff. Yeah. I hate it. Hate it. But, um, but, that, but I would still do branding here and there. And now I've kind of even given that up with the caveat of if I have a web client who is in sore need of a, of new branding, we'll kind of add that yeah. on. Um, but I don't really take branding projects a la carte anymore. Yeah. Just cause I don't enjoy it as much. And I, I've and now that I've kind of focused all my efforts on the web, this web thing, specifically doing the web strategizing and all that kind of stuff. The, the growth has been like, has been yeah. great. And and I know it takes just it takes a long what, time to get yeah. there too. You 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 can't like you said earlier. You can't just make that decision day one. You have to try everything. I think in a lot of ways and see what fits mm-hmm. where you can make the most profit and the best kind of uh, and the best work too. Let's call it that because I think also what I've what I've found is organically we've become more in the food and beverage and restaurant thing out of just love for it. And referrals, mm-hmm. and so like if this becomes the the niche, uh, you would you could have you couldn't convince me a year ago that I would probably think of consolidating the business to that and only that. I would have never believed it, but it happens when yeah. when you kind of stop and think. And this and this this whole situation uh, with the minimum really made me think of everything now beyond just the fact of what's my minimum that I'm going to start a business. But it's more like what business am I going to be working with? I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to, um, I want to start kind of fine tuning that because the first three years of the business, I will openly admit that I took anything that came our way and I was happy to do it, you know? So mm-hmm. better to know now, I think, because it's, it happened for, it happened for a reason, I think. Um, yeah. so I'm happy to look at this new proposal of, Going to a, a minimum, I think every. I was even talking to a student of mine who's only six months out of school, and he was like, "I gotta, I need a minimum." Because, and it's true, his minimum might be a lot lower than ours, but it's the same percentage. I think when you think about everything you got to do, and I love that I see young designers out there with these contracts and with these proposals, and they're putting stuff together, and they're on FreshBooks, and that takes time. But if it's a three hundred dollar job, and you've spent a good part of three hours putting together, you know, the proposal and don't forget the email and the talking on the phone and maybe a visit. What it doesn't yeah. add up. It doesn't add and, up. And almost yeah. anything you, almost anything you do, there's going to be a certain amount of back and forth with the yes. client in terms of revisions. Um, gotta, gotta consider that. Oh too. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, I remember like doing these smaller little jobs. I remember there being much more, <laughs> talk revisions <laughs> yep and just dissatisfaction on the client side yeah. then mm-hmm. then now when i'm getting paid like much more to do like a huge website there's very little revisions coming that's through a now. great point because how many times have you we know? said that that initial conversation with someone if they're talking ballpark if they're talking how much at the very beginning and you you agree with it, and you say, "Yeah, I'll do a logo for three hundred dollars, whatever." Right? Um, guess who's the most picky and has the most revisions? That dude. <laughs> yeah, that whereas whereas the old, with the higher price package and the one who goes full throttle into everything that you do, 
will be will will trust you more because you've already set that tone. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's even even if that's not their intent from the get go. Oh, it may be. I think it is. I I I really do. They they people (laughs) want to milk so much out of it. And, and, and I think we've all been there where you've, you really have felt taken advantage of with something. I tend to give these initial contracts a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt in the beginning because they, based on conversations, mm-hmm. but you know, there are, <laughs> I've been, there are I've been terrible are, lately. <laughs> are, are wanting to manipulate. Yes. Yes. There are definitely those that are wanting to and, and, and it's yeah. the mood you're in. It's the it's the, how the last three months have been that really make a big difference to me. Like, you know, if you're in a zone where like, you, yeah, there's a few, yeah, there's a few people who yeah. haven't paid and you're 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 basically collecting right now more than designing. It's like, yeah, you I get a little to that point where I'm like, you know what? No, not today. But there might be a time where I'm like, that looks really fun. Let me just do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so, so I remember like God, I want to say it was probably like four or five uh-huh. years ago when I was I was still in LA and I I remember always have always wanting to design movie posters. Oh, yeah. That was kind of always my like when I was younger, that was kind of what I thought I would be doing. Turns out like I don't want to do it at all because I've had a few experiences yeah. where um I don't know if I've ever talked about these on the show or not, probably at some point, but I remember doing like I think I did like three different really independent mm-hmm. movie posters when I lived in LA, they were the worst paying jobs I've ever had. And they were the, the worst clients. Oh, I like, bet the worst. Cause they're so artistic I've ever had and, they, and you're put, you're bringing their yeah. movie to life, you know? Oh, and they were just <laughs> dicks. Like, I'm sorry. I don't like to talk about clients like that, but these were clients I all had to fire by the way, yeah. like at different stages in the process. Like they were just impossible to please. They gave me no materials to work with. One guy, like, he literally gave me a copy of the movie on, like, QuickTime, yeah. and I had to get screen grabs oh. from the film itself. They, they had no photo shoot or any, no kind of stills to yeah. work with, and, what he, and he just wanted the world yeah. delivered but, to But don't, you, don't you feel, though, now, that would never happen to you now based on your experience? Yeah, no. so, I, 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 like, I think there's a lot that you, I can look back on and say it was, uh, I will blame me 100% for a lot of the things. And, the, and, yeah, the, and like, I was even talking, the, my class was asking me about, were you an insecure designer when you left, cl- uh, left school? And, and I was like, yes. And they're like, really? I'm like, of course, everybody is. You don't, I'm like, I'm learning things now that I should have known even two years ago. You know, it's like it, you never stop learning with these things, and and I think that's why we're what we're mm-hmm. why we're bringing this up so strongly because I look back at some stuff and I'm like, I didn't cover myself, I didn't, I didn't ask for all the the, the I should have never taken a job like that if I didn't if they didn't have things to give me that were enough insight on what they want, you know, and I didn't ask, right. and that was my problem, you know. Exactly. No, I, I can only <laughs> myself for that. Well. And I can of course them they, were they were dicks, were, they were dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's a business that's incredibly but that, that business is yeah. I don't think there's any middle ground with that business it's you you are the top dogs or you are the guy that is the actual writer producer director of that movie doing the poster you know yeah yeah that's that's what I was always dealing with was always the the writer I producer gotcha. director I gotcha. it was that they were, they were that independent. that's awesome. But on the yeah, flip no, side I of the entertainment that. industry, one of my friends in L.A. works for the Own mm-hmm. Network. Oh, the Oprah Winfrey yeah. network. And he, he always posts on Facebook. He gets so excited when like Oprah herself signs off. on. Oh, that's gotta be cool. That's gotta so, be really cool. You yeah. know? And, and I, I read yeah. a great article on their business operation and it, it, uh, it looks pretty interesting the way they are really, I like companies like that, that really do put the creative up front and, and, and mm-hmm. have a brand and have a look. And, uh, I think that's rare in entertainment. I, I, I would, I totally get that. I, I that's the one area I thought I wanted to get into until my internship, and I was like, I never want to do this ever again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's interesting work. Like I love key art. I love all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, there's just it's so formulaic. It's gotten to be very formulaic mm-hmm. to where the you know the the head of of the hero has to be exactly this proportion to the head of the secondary yeah. lead. I mean, it's. Yeah, so there's not a whole lot of room for creativity these days. Yeah. At least for studio movies. Yeah, but interesting. Yeah. So, um, Mikkel, have you had any experiences where you've had to, like, put your foot down on a minimum? Or someone came to you with a project that just was too small and you didn't want to take it? Yeah. 
Yeah, and then um, I've actually had a couple scenarios that I can think of off the top of my head where it was communicated so well and the start of a, a business to the point that it was the start of the of a business relationship where they knew like okay once I get really serious and start really making money for my business I'm gonna reach out again this this gal's business is gonna take me seriously mm-hmm. if she doesn't take if she doesn't take jobs that are less than X amount and um, I've encountered some really good relationships for, thereafter because of it not at all predicting that it would happen sure. at the time. Um, which is just a really nice, pleasant surprise, you know? And yeah. I admit that I don't just, um, say sayonara, um, um, best to you, best of luck to you and your business. I check in every so often with these individuals to see how, to see how that's a great, that's a great I'm, idea. I'm here, I'm here when yeah. you need me. I'm ready to roll when you've got, when, once things are going well for you. Nice. Always leaving the door open for a, yeah, a future relationship. Yeah, don't don't close it out indefinitely. Keep the communication rolling. You just oh, that know. that could come Do back. A quick little check, and they'll even rec- like I think respect you more. Not only because you knew what that was the right answer maybe at the time, but you've kept up with them, and now maybe their opportunity has grown to something bigger. Yeah, and I'm really careful not to sound sales. Cars of course. about it. Like I'll say, <laughs> I've been wanting. What do I, I have to do to put you really into a new logo to today? This coffee wine joint downtown. Meet mm-hmm. me there, and then let's go over some portfolio material. I'll keep it so that it's not just um, unless you've got something for me. I don't. Yeah, have time for you're, you. you're making it. It's a mutual thing. It's not just a like. What do you got for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then which is interesting now with social media, it bleeds into like. Okay, we're following each other on our, our personal profiles in addition to the business ones. And is it weird that they're seeing all these images of yeah. me and, and my house and my son and my stepsons? Or or is it okay? Yeah. Like I'm, And I'm she's like, oh, look at me. I just redesigned yeah, the Ford that. logo. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's an. There, it's Maybe we've got some money for yeah, that. <laughs> That's great. I, I had found a really cool tip that was talking about w- that another way to kind of look at this whole idea be- besides a project minimum is you should also require that it's based on a uh, per month as well. So it's kind of like so you you could say like okay let's say your minimum's two thousand dollars and the guy goes great and then it spreads out to six months. You, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. should also kind of be careful about the time period that you're agreeing upon this minimum. And I think. This leads into a pretty cool conversation as far as retainers or monthly contracts because what yeah. you're doing now is showing them that you offer this value and it's a minimum of this and it's per month. So that's the building blocks to saying, well, let me just try you out for three months at that site, at that rate. And mm-hmm. God, does that save a lot of time with um, billing and with estimates and whatever. I, I, we're, I'm with a client right now talking about this situation of going to the retainer, and I'm doing my best to show that this is a benefit for all of us. Um, they will obviously, I have to monitor to make sure that it's the right amount of business that we've agreed upon, and it, it matches what they're paying me. I've, I've offered that kind of to show that we will be keeping an eye on that. But also, don't just forget about these minimum payments, that, that these minimum projects, because it's the time spread that's always different. And we want to keep that to a minimum as yeah. well. It happens all the time. Someone tells me they need something, and it's like a week turnaround. And we're a month and a half into it, and I'm going, Wait, what happened to that week and a half thing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a problem. Like we've talked about this before for sure, where every client, you know, when in the beginning stages they ask how long is this – how long do you estimate this taking? And I always have to say, well, <laughs> it can take yeah. this long, but this greatly depends on how long it takes for you to get back to us with revisions and edits. And, and every client says the same thing. Oh, trust me. We're fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you never have to yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. that from us. Every client yeah. I've ever talked to said the, the exact same statement in the exact same way. And then watch when you're into the project, you know, Oh, sorry, we have to run this past the entire board of 25 people and good luck yeah. getting all of them in a meeting together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, so. yeah. No, no, definitely true. I know there's never, there will never be 
um, a potential client that says, oh, you know, I think it's going to go real slow, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they never say that and they never say, we want something really complicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always say, we want something really simple. We love clean and simple and we're really fast. <laughs> I love that. Wow, wow. There, was, there was another yeah. good tip I saw that it said something about if you're reluctant to kind of have this conversation because of the, the whole idea of just money and not that being a hard thing to talk about wherever you're at, another good option is to use a different unit for the rate rather than the hour. So as an example, start think, talking about a per day rate and that you have a two day minimum. So now you've, you've kind of changed mm-hmm. the discussion and it's more of a day rate. And if that makes you a little more comfortable in talking with it, at least it talks about the value and the fact that we've got to make right. sure it's appropriate on both sides, you know? Right. So right. another yeah. great way to look at it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's funny. You mentioned the day rate because I remember Back when I was doing more kind of what I would call graphic design mm-hmm. work, um, I, what I do now is a little different. But when I would do things like that, um, I would like these movie posters, that kind of work. Um, that would that would be my minimum. Would be it would have to I would have to charge one yes. whole day to do it, um, which I think is a good place to start. I think either like half I think a half day might be a little skimpy, I, but I think a good place to start would be like if you can work yeah. a whole day on yeah. this, then that's good. Um, nowadays it, it doesn't even, I don't really even think in terms of like how many days is it no. going to take me? My, my thing now is it's gotta be a whole project. What I'm not going to do. Um, and this is not even mostly for money reasons. This is mostly just for, um, I don't feel comfortable doing this, which is taking your website and just making tweaks to it. Exactly. You is. want the, com- the over, you I want from that. scratch or overhaul. Yeah. Right. And it's not so much about out of greed as it is so about scope. I yeah, your scope is your scope yeah, is your I, unit. You're like saying I I have to at least right. be doing this. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I, I like to I, I can only really work when it's from start to finish, conceptualized to completion. Um just because it like I don't even know how you I, I just haven't done it. It's like just even comping up an existing website with changes to it. Just feels you're so restrict. You're restricted. Like I you're don't want to do it. Yeah. What's where do you draw exactly. the line on 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 what stays and what changes? <laughs> you know, it's like that's right. uh, that's a tough one. So yeah, and yeah. especially on web, so for I those, can imagine. Yeah. So for those people, we'll offer you know paid discovery of that process, and then we'll give them the uh, you know the roadmap, like all the suggested mm-hmm. improvements, and then that's the yeah. deliverable. Just this this document saying this is what you this is what your problems are here's the solutions to those problems you can take this anywhere yeah. you want yeah and i think to, to scope is a perfect way to to talk about this if you don't want yeah. to talk money and you don't want to talk day rates if someone comes to you and says that that logo thing and you typically are charging 3 or 400 bucks for it let's say as a young designer and you want to make more mm-hmm. go back to them and say let me show you from A to B, A to Z, how we go about it. We do the discovery, we do the mood boards, we do the comp- comp- competitive comparison, then we do our rough drafts, our finals, then there's transfer of ownership, and then there's delivery of all the digital files and the graphic standards. All of a sudden now, it's like, who in the world would do that for 300 bucks, right? You, you've automatically now right. taken it to like $800. A thousand. Yeah, I yeah. always like to list yeah. out um, yeah. s- phased. Oh, you have to, yeah. So that it's not just whipping up a, a yes. logo. Because um, oftentimes they haven't been educated. And that's your that's your moment to do that's it. Your yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's and most job. people think that designing a logo is mm-hmm. easy. They just think like anyone can do it, and I've got an idea for one. Yeah. So you just. Take what's in my head and make it, you know, make it. I don't even say logo anymore. I say branding system every time, yeah. man. It it's right. it's gold now. It really is. Yeah, it's so I, have I know. Been too. <laughs> I have been too. I've been I've been or and or I will mention um, identity exactly design. because um, looking at any new case study. Uh, particularly a lot of these rebrands and I follow them a lot because we highlight them in class, but no one just does a logo anymore and you have to have six or seven like secondary logos or, um, uh, um, associated logos, logos that are, you know, like either the responsive versions of them or to be used in different Mm -hmm. applications where it's maybe just the initial of the brand. So 
showing these to people gets them thinking. And I, and I, again, it's one of those things, if they don't want all this, then this is an easy way to weed them out because all they wanted was a logo to start an Etsy shop, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's nobody's yeah. waste of exactly. time. Exactly. Exactly. And cause that's the most, it gets you to strive. Part it, of this. it gets you to strive for a bigger, a, I think a bigger client. And, and that's our number one question from everyone that we hear from. It's like, how do we get bigger and better clients? It's like, you do have to put these things and it's a risk. I get it. But we've learned from the people who showed us that this is the right thing to do. And hopefully it kind of trickles down and people start understanding. I have to be a little picky here. And then all of a sudden you get that client that appreciates that entire package that you're going to offer. And you're making, I've had a few people that I follow on Twitter, even in the last few weeks, see them go, I doubled my rates in the last six months. And that didn't happen by accident. You know, and they're and because mm-hmm. they're adding the value every step of the way. So just keep that in mind. That's how you do it. That's how you get there. Yeah. So you have to add the value, and you have to be able to effectively communicate mm-hmm. that. That you, there is a little bit of salesmanship involved. Totally. In um in making better money, because you have to be able to explain yourself and why me just drawing your logo out that you've bought up is not the best idea. Then you're in, then you'll end up with uh. My infamous cupcake logo. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that debacle. Yeah, and the beehive, the beehive God, one. What a <laughs> the beehive one. Yeah, that that did not turn out well. But the, she loved her cupcake logo that looked okay. like that oh, looked God. like a kindergartner drew it. She oh, loved God. it. Oh, oh that's man. great. <laughs> it's and it's I. It's still on her like LinkedIn profile too. Like I, you're oh, like, man. do not yeah, credit me on any bad. on any behalf. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do not link to the uh, for this, oh. Yeah, no, those are the links that you just visit once again to I'm, have a good laugh when you're having yeah. a drink. Yeah. And then you just click. And then after that second drink, I post on Instagram and go, Look, tag Wes. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I won't. Don't you dare. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's as good a place as any cool. to end it. We've got a listener question now. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So today's comes from Ryan H. And Ryan writes... How did you guys capture your first few small business corporate clients who had the budget to hire you? Did you market to them in a special way or did they come to you? And if so, how did you make your, how did you make your companies available for them to reach? Mm-hmm. Um, good question. So kind of goes hand in hand with what we're talking yeah. about. Getting the, the bigger fish. Would clients. you say it's more about, um, he's asking about the, when did you get your first kind of big, uh, bigger one? As opposed to the first first year of smaller stuff, what do you? Is, I, I right. think that's how it's being worded. Correct? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he says first few small yes. business, but like, let's just expand on that. Let's let's assume he means how did you get your first good exactly. clients who had the budget to yeah. hire you? Um, so the how did we market to them, or did they come to us? Um, I, I can answer that kind of quickly for me, which is I you know I've always done SEO. Yeah. That's always been kind of my thing i've always been findable um like in, especially in la i was um my seo was really good there i continue to be contacted from people in la so nice. the the thing is though it's a bit of a mixed bag mm-hmm. because you you get almost every kind of client looking you know contacting yes. you so what i've had to do is change the language up so i i people come to my website i count on that but what I need to do is kind of pre-qualify some of them yeah. out to where they don't want to contact me. And I do that through language. I do that through, you know, kind of showing the process and what's involved. I don't, I don't talk about web design very much on my website anymore. I talk about web strategy, uh, talk about the discovery results. process and what's involved yeah. in that results, ROI. So what happens is I'm not telling them, hey, we're expensive. And by the way, we're not the most expensive. Yeah. There's so many companies that are way, way, way yeah. more expensive. Um, but we're also not charging $800 for a website. So the way you get people to know that is just by kind of using businessy words, mm-hmm. which is not a very businessy way to say it. Yeah. But, um, you know, just talk, speak their language, yeah. talk about return on investment, talk about branding versus. Yeah. logos yeah that kind of thing what do you guys think Mikkel I am not attentive nearly to the extent that you are with SEO and how I solicit 
my business online. So what has happened with me is working with, they, they've contracted out to me, larger corporations that are like brand strategists or they're an agency themselves. And then if the relationship works well and they trust me to be in direct contact with their client, there's business that furthers itself beyond those initial projects. Yeah. Okay. So your marketing is kind of done more or less by um, being a being contracted out through, like, kind of through those through these agencies a little At bit. At first, yes. At first, and then you get mm-hmm. your foot in the door with them, and then yes, and then okay. If all goes well, then um, we just don't lose contact. Got it. Direct contact. Well, um, and I I have been lucky. It's been a lot of referral, but based on referrals, um, and then. You know, sometimes I'll get questions from clients that I haven't heard from forever. Can you refer um, us to a videographer? And I'll be like, oh, I I umbrella that within my business. I'm happy to take that on for you. And then I just collaborate with the individual. So it just kind of starts to further itself. Okay, cool. Uh, I think specifically to Ryan's question being, how'd you get your first what I, it couldn't have been my website. It couldn't have been even SEO stuff because I didn't feel like I had really anything worthy to show in the first year or two. You know, um, I had all my stuff from my previous uh, career, but it wasn't done under my 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 studio. So for me, it was one thousand percent referrals, and it was who I was working with. And the first client I ever got was from a friend having my business card in his wallet and gave it to someone at a party because they heard they needed someone to do presentations. And he knew I wrote, I had presentations on my business card. I put like, my business card was literally like my website at that point. It had everything on there. So, um, <laughs> but that, the, the guy who gave the big, uh, the, the, the largest funder to the company of my first comp, uh, my first client, um, saw all the pitch decks I was doing and asked who is doing this. And they said, oh, it's this guy named Nick. They put me in contact with him, and he was the owner of my largest and first big client, which is That's It Fruit Bars. And they've been my largest client since day one. And um, it came because I feel it was a trusted connection. You know, it's like, one, they saw the work organically. It wasn't marketed and shoved in their face. And I think he trusted the person who was um, he had a connection with, and that worked, you know? So... It's it's a lot of times I think it has to be done in that way because who better to hand off to you than someone that already trusts you, and that 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 mm-hmm. kind of happens naturally I think. Um, but if you are marketing and if you're trying to do it in a special way, I think it's about. And I took a look at Ryan's uh, website real quick. I think what he would probably want to do is find if he has a, a potential company he wants to go after to craft and make it a little more for that particular zone, or send them something, send them that customized little PDF that says we are your, we are the team for you. We can do this for you. You know, show examples. He has some testimonials on his page. That's great. Put that on there, and that's yeah. the best, the best foot you can put forward, right? So. I think that's kind of all you really can be doing, um, and hopefully people are finding you. He he has a, a established site, so I think to your point, Wes, really using SEO to his advantage is is probably the cleanest way. You know? Yeah. Or I mean, you can, these days you can do Facebook yeah. ads and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, there's there's a lot of ways you can do it, but um, in terms of making your company available for them to reach. Um, that's easy. Just make sure you've got your contact info on your site. Um, I, I choose, and I, I feel like you kind of have to have a phone number on your site just to seem reputable. Yes. Um, I don't. Having said that, I don't. Like I said, I don't like being contacted by phone for inquiries, just because it's a lot of tire kickers. Yeah. Sorry to say that, but like it's a lot of people that I have to be on the phone with them for for fifteen yeah. minutes to tell them this is well, not going to be a good fit. It's not a big enough yeah. project. Um, but what I do that I would recommend is just have the contact form and have um, have a few questions on there to kind of yep. screen certain people yep. out. Like one of the th- questions I have on there is, do you have at least this amount as your budget? And if they say no, then 
Man, you've you done know, it virtually. Yeah. We just can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even have to have that conversation yeah. then because it's basically putting that expectation out there that this is kind of the, the pay to play price. And if you if that's not in your budget, then, you know, the best to you. But we yeah. can't work together, you know. So, I mean, I recommend that. Anything that kind of weeds a few people out just saves you time. Yeah. Is a good thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like he says here about the company's being able to what what did you do to be able to be reached i think also too i i would say timing and luck have a lot to do with it so if that does strike you want to make sure you have all the goods ready to show so if someone stumbles upon your site you want to make sure it's ready to go and it has everything and it tells the story about who you want and what kind of clients you want to be you know so just have your have your little arsenal ready but because sometimes that luck strikes and you're at the right place right time I'll be honest with a lot of that that's happened out of complete, you know, being there at the right place, right time for, for us, you know? Yeah, that's true. Totally. So Nick's, Nick's advice is be Damn lucky. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks for the question, Ryan. And keep sending in the listener questions to questions at the deep We especially love the audio ones. I don't feel like we've had one of those I in know, a while. We need so. a good one. let's have a contest let's have a contest yeah whoever's got the sexiest accent come on bring it up bring it on you gotta be (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gotta be one we can answer and one we haven't answered before totally (laughs) yeah and the other way you can do it is if it's a quick one via twitter using hashtag dgdc all right um where can people find you guys online mikkel also, just really quickly, I love yeah. that listener question, how um, he pinpointed some success from some advice that yeah. we've given. Thanks, with Ryan. respect to price, that was awesome. point, price point. And because yeah. um, we, don't, we don't necessarily get feedback in that light after making some recommendations through and through on our shows. So if anybody has just general feedback on what's working for them versus those areas that are not from discussions we've had – that's really good um, constructive feedback for us. Um, yeah, three for the show. And we I we just, have had um, some people in the past, you know, more recently leaving comments on the individual yeah, the noticing uh, show good. pages, yeah. which is great. Good. Yeah, if if something if you ever want to chime in on something we're talking about, the best thing you can do is to leave a comment on that episode's page, particular topic. Yes. Yeah, that way we'll see it, and anyone else who uh, is on that page we'll see it too so it's just adds yeah. to the conversation that's which is so great. great yeah circle of life and all that all right <laughs> cool mikkel throw out your um, website I, throw out your I twitter can be found, yeah i can be found on mkm design co on instagram and by the way i just recently made it public and hello overnight boom whoa i mean weird i've had it private for reasons that are i don't know are probably just control freakish but I recently opened it up because I'm trying to populate my Instagram feed to my website and mm-hmm. holy cow, that made a crazy difference. And I just need to, um, the world was waiting and yes. <laughs> well, it's almost like breath. it's, yeah, I guess I, I guess it sounds a little bit like I'm saying that, doesn't it? Which sounds a little bit no. conceited. I didn't need to share no. it that much, but you're, um, you're everyone's favorite, yeah. McKellen. You know Interestingly, it. if you Hashtag um, most popular. <laughs> in, yeah, nice. If you're interested in a following and, you know, grab, grabbing more to follow, open up your account if it's not already. It's interesting to see what happens because they're not spam. It's not spam, surprisingly. I mean, now that I've said that, it, it will be tomorrow. Um, but it's yeah, not hot, interest- hot Russian girls. <laughs> Interesting learning. Yeah, no, although I'd love to see some food. <laughs> that's great. Um, all right, cool. Well, that's great. And Nick, why don't you throw the, the Instagram for the show out? Yeah, it's the deep in, uh, Deeply Graphic, I believe is our name. At Deeply Graphic. Yes, correct. All right. And uh, we, we, we got to get more popular on that too, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man, we're all talk. Ball. I I'd, I, maybe hey, if, <laughs> it'd be great to let ask the the listeners where where do you want to communicate most with you know I think, and then we can kind of really concentrate on one and all and all participate a little more you know, I'm down yeah, I'm down okay. for that too okay Instagram's what all the <laughs> and actually Instagram's with what all the yeah. kids are doing you 
you're you're finding an image that depicts each um, episode's topic um, topic discussion. So why would we not utilize that imagery on our Instagram feed and you know you know supply some some verbiage along with it or you know mix it kind of like a bit, a yeah. like kind of maybe like practice what we preach kind of <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. consistency <laughs> listen to us <laughs> yeah. we know this i think that would be we know this idea, social actually. media game so well <laughs> yeah. i know i'm the worst at it i'm terrible at instagram we'll figure well, it out but we will make a concerted for, effort for sure to do that yeah we, know right. we should Cool. Well, well, so where can people find uh, you? LongoDesigns.com, LongoDesigns on Instagram. Perfect. And I'm uh, Wes McDowell on Twitter and The Deep End Design on Facebook. So follow, the sh- follow those for updates and new episodes and all that jazz. All right. With that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Yay. Cast. <laughs>